Taylor, and today we have a special guest, a good friend of Mary and I's, Logan, on the podcast um, for the first time. And uh, a cool thing about Logan is we actually studied abroad in Italy with her and actually didn't even know her, Uh, went to the same school, um, went to Baylor University, and had no idea that, uh, well, had sort of an idea of each other, but didn't really know each other until that trip. And uh, yeah, we've been friends ever since. I wanted to bring her on the podcast because uh, she has a lot of really great wisdom and amazing things to share that she's experienced um, post-graduate life and in school too. Um, and so and so, yeah, this is going to be a special two-parter. Um, so strap in. It's two um, substantial episodes and this is the first of two. The next one will be posted the next week. And so, yeah, I just want to give you a little bit of backstory um, on this episode so you guys have an idea of what you're getting into. So um, this episode in particular starts off kind of fun. Um, So I told Logan, I said I wanted her to be on the podcast, um, and she basically was like, why? Um, And I said, because you have a lot of wisdom, and I think a lot of people will get a lot out of this interview. And so I decided to do this interview in a different sort of style that I don't normally do, which um, I benefited from being friends with her for a while. So I had said I wanted to do kind of a more conversational, um, less interviewee sort of podcast and just kind of let her take the reins on um, whatever she wanted to really speak on and um, talk through. And so um, we kind of had a couple of different focuses, but... um, this main, this first episode, we talked about kind of um, how how she got into um, her career, kind of like the ups and downs of um, the real world of the nine to five job um, and just what she's learned uh, through her kind of rough experiences and um, just kind of like where she is right now. And uh, she gives us a little insight on um, some really cool things like the uh, flooding in Houston, which is not a cool thing. But um, just the awesome work that she did with her company in restoring and um, saving different people um, during that time. And so I think you guys are going to get a lot out of this. She's very funny and uh, quick-witted and um, just really relatable. And I think that's what's so refreshing and so awesome. And that's something that I really look for when I'm looking for um, podcast guests. And so, Logan, you killed it. I know you're not going to listen to this because you hate listening to your voice, which I don't get why, because you say some great, awesome things on this podcast. But um, without further ado, here is my episode with Logan. Is it working now? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, good. Okay. It's like in in the 90s whenever, um, (laughs) like, your mom would be on the downstairs line, and then you'd try to call, like, your friend. (laughs) And you'd be like, it's like line in use or something, or you'd be like, Mom, get off the other line. Stop listening to my call. (laughs) Oh, my God. Seriously, I think that's what happens though. Like with our internet, it's because my brother streams and like games, and he like does it also on Discord. But like, mm. it takes so much memory and and whatnot, so it just kills everything. <laughs> yeah, and so if I'm doing anything, I'm like, oh gosh, like it. If we're both doing it at the same time, it's just it's a no go. So, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but we should be good. We should be good. I think I switch over to the other one that has like more bandwidth, so we should be fine now. 
<laughs> okay. So does he have like a does he do a Twitch stream or any of that stuff? Um he so I I think maybe sometimes, but I think he mostly just jumps on this app and you can like so originally Discord was made for gamers. So it was for people to communicate when they're like in like mostly like games on the computer, but mm-hmm. it's for them to be able to communicate back and forth in a like it's just a better more clearer than um i don't know some other types of software uh so originally it was created for that so i think that is how he talks to people i'm not entirely sure (laughs) (laughs) that makes a lot of sense because my boyfriend he um actually just said it he was like are you using skype and i'm like no i'm using discord for this thing and he said oh that's what me and my friends talk on so he yeah. and his, he and his friends get on um and they play video games mm-hmm. um but they most often play D. so he was telling me Naturally. that they were playing <laughs> oh my he was gosh. telling me that they were playing D the other night so <gasps> Nice. Yeah, I yeah. know a lot of people who who play D anD D on specifically like through Discord. Like they'll have little groups and stuff. So I'm not too surprised. Yeah, <laughs> he's a popular one. It <laughs> is. It's you know it's a lot different than I thought it was going to be. He had me uh, sort of sit in and watch them play once, and it was actually really interesting. It's it almost reminds me of like a improv acting class, huh? But more so than a than a game um so that that was interesting for me like a complete outside party and i knew nothing about it um yeah. aside from you know the 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 50 year old men who still live in their mother's basements and they put on <laughs> wizard hat and beard paraphernalia when they play but that's <laughs> like a very small percentage i don't think that's most most D players <laughs> right you're like oh man like you hear about those people you're like oh man that's so interesting like i know but then there's like the pretty like normal typical people you're like it's actually not all like we don't always do that <laughs> yes his friends have never dressed up and i can attest that i've met them and they are very normal <laughs> that's good so. <laughs> it was, you know, it's all been a learning experience for me. Yeah. But yeah, it's more like um, more like improv acting because you have your person who runs the um, journey or adventure or whatever you call it. And it's huh. almost like they're they're telling a story. It's very like storytelling. Um, almost very, which. I, I had no idea, so. <laughs> there you go, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know, I know, like, literally nothing about it. I just know, I know, like, bits and pieces. I mostly know the extremes, like you said, like, you know, the people who, like, really go for it. And then um, I think I have a friend, though, who plays, and I didn't know that she did, but she, yeah, she's pretty normal. And I was like, okay, well, I guess it's not, like, all extreme, you know? <laughs> She's pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> pretty oh, great. That's, that's oh, funny. I found out that one of my coworkers did that too. And she was like, oh, yeah, I play D&D too. I'm like, wow, really? Like, this is a that- community. It, it really is. But it's sort of an unspoken community. Like it's yeah. very, it's very underground. Like I feel like you have to be kind of a part of this subculture and it yeah. just goes way above my head. And I'm, 
I'm not privy to it, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's so many like subcultures that like people don't really like think about, but they're they're there. And so there's true. huge communities of people. You're like, whoa, what the heck? <laughs> I know. People are quite fascinating. I think it was a few weeks ago. I was trying to explain like Lolita subculture to Kendall. And I only know based off of like pictures. It's like a certain kind of um, dress that some people do for, um, I guess, at any time. But I've seen some at like Comic Cons. Yeah. Um, so that's like its own its subculture. Own yeah. He had never heard of it. So I was trying to trying to explain but not very well trying to explain what it was but so anyway that's interesting oh my gosh i know i feel like i, pro- I probably should plan out a whole podcast on that like definitely have people on that are like part of these subcultures it's so fascinating to me it's just so interesting it really is yeah i agree you should do that that would be really interesting i need to write these ideas down oh but it's recording so i can have this for later good oh good (laughs) oh my gosh which is always great it's funny because like sometimes i'll be i'll be doing a podcast i'm like oh man this is good information like i should take notes and then i'm like oh i can just listen i'm gonna listen back to this anyways i can i have plenty of time (laughs) (laughs) like no need to stop everything and take notes right now (laughs) yeah i'm like i'll get it later it's all in there i'll listen to it again (laughs) (laughs) does that ever get annoying like you have to you have to listen back to your your own stuff when you've heard it already um you know some people can't do it like i know mary doesn't like listening to her voice so like she doesn't like editing um but like for me i i don't really i mean of course there's things you're like oh man i dislike this or that about what i what i say but I I generally like listening back because I feel like the people we've had on have had like really just really good like things to say and really like deep wisdom that I'm like, oh, like, you know, when you like you listen to it the first time you get something out of it, but then you listen to it the second time and you're like, actually, I got more out of it or I got something different out of it, like listening to it again. So yeah. I don't know. I kind of like listening back to them. Um not so much for like listening to myself, but uh, for listening to like our guests and like you know stuff like that. Or you know, I'll I'll listen back for sure, obviously to edit, but I'll listen like at least one or two times through just to like make sure that I got everything, um, yeah. you know, and just make sure there's no weird stuff happening. Um, but yeah, it, that is an interesting thing with in the world of podcasting. Like people, a lot of people don't like listening back or don't at all. Ugh, I I hate it. I can't listen to myself. Like when when this come whenever you're, if you even like what we talk about and if you put it on, I will not I will not be listening because I hate <laughs> the sound of my own voice. I annoy myself. Aww. And it's just like one of those things like I just I just can't watch myself back on anything like Um, I used to sing with Holly when she was my roommate and, um, we would go, (laughs) yeah, hi Holly. Um, (laughs) so (laughs) I would go to some small gigs with her and some people would record them and that would just like induce vomiting. Like I just, I, first of all, I had terrible stage fright. And so I was like, 
I was pretty good singing with her in in our uh, in our dorm room with the door closed and like nobody paying attention. Um, but as soon as she tried to put that on YouTube, like hit that record button, I'd see that little angry red button. And all of a sudden I would just sound like a dying cow or something. It's like, I forgot how to do everything or like something was choking me. So whenever we would try to do these live gigs, I did a few with her and a couple were okay. Um, but just some people would record them and they'd be like, do you want to see? And I'm like, huh? no. <laughs> and they, they probably weren't bad, but you're just, you're thinking like, you know, you're just analyzing it. Right. Like All I think right. we tend to do, I, mean, I tend to do that too on pretty much everything, you know, wh- whether it be listening back to my voice or like even my own artwork too. I'm like, Oh gosh, you know, <laughs> so it's totally normal. Yeah, I guess we're just so conditioned to to try to pay attention to those things just because we we, you know, went to school for a very specific, um, you know, kind of art. And so we we think, I think, in a different way than, um, I don't know, more analytical types. So we're more hard on ourselves and yeah, more prone to perfectionism. And I certainly am. So I am always trying to strive for for the unattainable perfection. And, you know, we're told that there's only one person who was ever perfect and we're never going to be there. I know that, but that, that sure don't stop me from trying. <laughs> She's always. Yep. I feel you. <laughs> That's so true. I, it, it is interesting because, so, I mean, I guess we can just, we'll, we'll get into the episode. I kind of like how this is going. This is just, it's very conversational. I like it. Um, okay. So, I mean, since we both went to Baylor um, and did, I mean, so when you, when you came to Baylor, did you start as an art major or you started, you started as, what did you start as? I'm <laughs> like, cause, your major is interesting. I'm trying to remember exactly like what you graduated with. Actually, Mary and I have talked about this. We're like, what? We knew that like it wasn't. It was like a like a BS in art, or I forget. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you're really close. I started my very first year. I was actually a fashion design major, which was a right. Bachelor of Fine. Uh, no, hold on. It was a BS FCS, a Bachelor of Science, yes. Family and Consumer Sciences. So and so, yeah, it was super weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't work out well, obviously, because after um, almost after I did lose my scholarship, almost completely having to leave the school because of a particular area in the fashion design program, um, almost like failed me out. Basically, I just wasn't getting good grades and not because I wasn't trying hard enough, but because my, my professors just didn't like what I was producing. Um, and that's just, that was just the way of it. Um, I'm sure you remember me complaining about that. Oh (laughs) yeah. It's, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Professors are very subjective people. For sure. And I mean, especially with any kind of art degree, I mean, you expect art to be very subjective, but this was in such a way that it was 
um, really, really conservative. And, you know, yeah, I know we were a Christian college, but still they took it like way off the deep end with um, conservatism. So anyway, after almost sailing out and going through a severe bout of depression, I (laughs) sort of woke up and, and realized that, that God was trying to get me to still stay in the creative field because those were, those were my gifts. And, um, that's what I was meant to be doing. And I transitioned over into art and I was much happier after that. (laughs) Yes. So, but I did graduate with, um, thank you. I did graduate (laughs) with, um, it's a BA, BA in studio. Oops. Sorry. I just dropped something. Um, (laughs) BA in studio art. So it's a little bit different than like specifying in graphic design or photography or whatever. It just means I took a lot of a lot of art classes, basically. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Which there was, who else was in your same sort of, not exactly same position, but there was like one or two, weren't there like two other people that ha- kind of graduated with the same or similar degree, or, d- degree like, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember. Like yeah. Um, that's a good question. I'm trying to think. It's been so long now. I know. I can hardly remember. Dang. But I feel like there were. I feel like there were because I remember like the graphic design people were like you and Mary and um, I can't remember if Brianna was or not. Yeah, I think she was. Yeah, she, she ended up being, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Julia was. Shout yep. out to Julia. She goes to my church now, by the way. She lives in Austin. Oh, <laughs> hi, Julia. <laughs> I didn't know if you knew that, but it was so funny. I did. We went to, <laughs> we went to a, a social, like where there's a young adult group at our church and we had a social and um, I see the back of her head and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It's been, it's been at least three years since I've seen her and she's not very active on Facebook. And I was like that is Julia. Oh my gosh. And so I stand up behind her and I'm like, Julia. And she turns around and she's Logan. <laughs> and oh people, my gosh. <laughs> people are like turned around and they were like, who are these crazy girls and what are they doing? Um, but so that was a nice little surprise. I didn't know that she was even in Texas. So, wow. I, you know, I thought I knew that she was in Austin, but I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Because, like you said, she's not super active on any, like, social media. So, I it was, like, every now and then, I just remember her saying that she wanted to go to Austin, but then never really followed up and didn't know exactly. So, that makes sense. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> I miss all my, we... like, art people. <laughs> I know. Me too. Her and I keep talking about, um, like, trying to see if all of us can, like, meet up halfway or, like, meet up somewhere. Um so that hasn't really come to fruition yet, but we were trying to trying to <laughs> figure out at least where everybody is. Yeah, like, get a sense of where everyone is. Yeah, like what state are you in? <laughs> what time zone are you in? <laughs> yeah, because we've got, it's kind of scattered. I mean, a lot, I would say majority of us, our graduating class is in Austin. But I mean, there's some people in probably some in Dallas. Uh, I know like Eric's is on the East Coast, he's in New York. Uh, 
Oh, that's cool. Lizzie is like international always. (laughs) Yeah, she's in in France and and I love reading her Facebook posts. Those are my favorite thing to read. They make me laugh so hard. (laughs) She's the best. Shout out to Lizzie. There's just a lot of shout outs here. There's all all the good things, all the good memes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's just been so long since I've talked to you. So this is good. I know. Yeah. It's it's weird, like, being... I feel like I'm in my own little bubble out here because, you know, it's, like, a lot of my friends... My friends are kind of spread out, so I have, like, a group here, but, like, my college friends are all, you know, in the Texas bubble mostly, and then some of them are starting to move out um, kind of all over, so I'm, like, I feel like I, I haven't seen, like, anybody. It's, like, sad. I know. But, yeah. So what are you what are you up to right now? What's uh... What's life like? out there well uh to be completely honest i just put away uh some laundry that i did four days ago it's all right Um, it's been you know chilling in my hamper and then i put it on my bed to make myself put it away this is a perfect (laughs) description of my life honestly Uh, so i put it on my bed and the first night i was so that was to motivate me to put it away was if i see it on my bed that means i can't go to sleep without putting it away that was false because i have a couch so therefore i slept on my couch that night because I'm an idiot. And then the next night I was like, this is dumb. It's still on my bed. I need to put it away. And then I found out that if I finagle my body on my bed at like an L-shaped angle, that I can sleep on my bed and still sleep around the clothes and still not put them away. So that was night number two. I was in the bed this time, but my clothes, I was sleeping around my clothes. And then last night I was like, this is dumb. I'm going to put them on my floor that's right next to my closet. So I can't really like go, I can't really go that way without stepping over the clothes to motivate me to put them away. False. I just scooted them closer to the wall so that I just walk right past them. So to be completely honest, I just now put them away while I was talking to you. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Motivation. I appreciate like to what ends that you went to like motivate yourself. Like <laughs> Thank But you. you like you like tricked yourself again. <laughs> You're I like know, surely this will work. <laughs> I know. It's so that that is just my life right now. So anybody who feels that way, you're not alone. It's okay. You can leave your laundry out for a couple of days and it's going to be fine. Just you have to eventually put them away. But, you know, I suppose you wouldn't because they're clean. So you would just pick them up and you would wear them. I started doing that too. I was like, I need pants. And the pants were conveniently located on the floor. I'm like, hey. <laughs> oh, no, good. <laughs> oh, good. There we go. Hop out the door. Got my pants. Good. Like, oh, excellent. <laughs> so now here's the question. It. Have you have you seen um, Marie Kondo's Netflix series? <laughs> I see I see people talking about that, and I have seen the preview, and she looks adorable and so so cute. And but, oh, girl, I just don't know. I don't know if I want to watch that because I feel like she's either going to shame me in trying to like being more organized, and I just um, I'm new to the whole living alone thing. So it's I don't have any roommates. I'm by myself in a one bedroom. So I'm kind of coming to terms with, gee, I can really be a pig and leave all of my stuff out and nobody's going to judge me but myself. So I'm just afraid if I watch 
if I watch uh, that show that I'm going to be like, oh, well, maybe I should watch it. Maybe it'll guilt me into into being a normal human being. Um, maybe. I don't know. But is it good? Do you recommend? So, you recommend? so <clears throat> it's funny that you, you say that because I, so I'm a big organizer. I love organizing, but it takes me time. And so, um, I've been wanting to watch this show. Like, you don't even know. Like, I've been wanting to watch it. But I know <laughs> the second that I watch the show, I'm going to want to redo my entire room. And I'm afraid <laughs> of that time commitment. So I have not done it because I know that it's going to end in me, like, staying up way late, organizing stuff that, like, needs to be done at some point, but has not. And so I, like, I'm worried about my inspiration level because I get inspired easily and I just know that I'm going to, like, want to do everything. So that is why I've held off. And I'm like, I will get there. Uh, so I'm, I'm waiting a little bit longer till I have, like, a weekend where I have, like, more time. Because my, my weekends in the past, like, gosh, since the year started has been, like, go, go, go. So I'm like, I don't have the time. But it is on my agenda of things to do. And I've, I've literally heard nothing but good things. But then I heard coupled with that is people saying that they stayed up late doing what she told them to do. <laughs> so. Lord have mercy. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm like, OK, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait it out. But I heard it's a 10 out of 10 recommend. So awesome. Well, I think that's very smart of you to to plan it out that way. Yes. You know, it's kind of like I can't watch too many Project Runway or like yeah. what not to wear like style shows because then I go shopping and then I'm just like, well, obviously this whole closet is not going to do because of what, you know, Tim Gunn said and what Heidi Klum said. So obviously I need to ditch my entire wardrobe and just buy all new clothes. <laughs> You're like, obviously, I mean, that's, that's the way it is, you know, it's normal. Obviously, because they just, we're talking about this color palette and this color palette is so not spring right now. So I need to fix that. <laughs> so I feel that getting inspired just really easily i understand <laughs> yes oh my gosh Dang. <laughs> so yeah. uh so i i did want to talk about kind of this sort of kind of topic that we've we've formulated here um so i guess maybe the best way to start it is give me or give i guess the, the listeners um kind of like a, a short backstory of kind of like your kind of post-college career kind of like what you've been doing and then kind of essentially like what we're talking about for everyone who's listening is do you settle for the familiar but kind of risk having the regret of I could have done more or done this or that or you know jump into something completely new um and then having maybe some consequences of you don't really know exactly what's going on or what what to expect or, or um, what you're doing. So um, so with that, <laughs> <laughs> maybe just give a little short backstory of kind of like what what's kind of happened post-college in terms of like career and what you've been doing and then kind of like up to what you're doing now currently. Sure. Well, 
I will, I'll just be super upfront. Like I'm not anybody super cool or, and I certainly don't have like any, any advice. <laughs> so if y'all came here looking for advice, I'm sorry. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really have any good advice for you, but, um, you're in the process. So, this is I important. Mean, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think, I think we're all of us around this age, you know, I kind of assume that, that you're that your target audience is kind of people around our age and um, this kind of demographic. So I would just say that, you know, you don't have to have it all together. And I know it's really cliche and I know everybody says that, but no, seriously, you don't have to have it all together by the time you're 25 or 27 or even 30. Um, (laughs) Because I am turning 26 this year. And for whatever reason, I thought when I turned 25, that that is like the pivotal year that you magically just become an adult and you have your life together and blah, blah, blah. Well, false. So (laughs) after, after I graduated, um, I lived at home for a little bit and I had some kind of odd jobs not odd, but just, uh, not super long standing. Um, they were fun. I worked with, um, with first a theater company and I did costuming. Um, so that kind of pulled in my art degree and my fashion, um, experience. And that was so fun. I would love to do theater and costuming more if it paid better. But really Mm. I, I worked a full summer and it was, it was way more than 40 hours a week. It was probably in our in our high season because we were doing two shows for a summer. Um, we were probably doing like, I don't know, 70, 70 um, hours a week. Just we would work weekends wow. and we would work super late and get home or like really crazy hours. And I would often work at my boss's home, like literally in her home where her husband was and her dog. Shout out to Jen. <laughs> Shout out to she Jen. Was, she was an amazing <laughs> boss and her dog was so cute. Um, but we would just spend um, hours and hours and hours just working on these costumes and we got paid nothing. I got paid oh, wow. almost, almost as much as she did. And I barely made... I don't know, like $200 that summer. Like it was, it was ridiculous, but that's just (sighs) how it was a nonprofit theater. Let me just preface that it was a nonprofit theater and it was, it was a small theater. Um, but still it was, it was tough. Um, (sighs) but I had a good time, but I was like, all right, I need to find a job that gives me more money. So (laughs) I, um, I was unemployed for not too long after that. I found another job with, um, well, after, so after that season, I stayed on one more season and I was her costuming assistant instead of just like a, a stitcher slash intern. And then I worked with a photography company, a very small photography company. She, um, I, you probably remember me talking about this. Yeah. So, um, it's kind of a long story, but, um, so it was very small. It was just one woman who owned it. And then the girl, kind of around my age, a little older than me. Um, and so the studio did maternity, uh, newborn baby, uh, some engagement, some 
wedding photography and that that was kind of her niche market there, which was fun. I had never really dabbled in photography aside from just what I had done in, you know, dark room and, and all the fun stuff that we did in school. And so I loved photography, but I'd never seen it done on this kind of glamour level, but I loved it. And it was so fun. Um, photographing the newborn babies was just the cutest. Um, although sometimes they will cry and they will poop on you (laughs) and you can't stop it. Um, but I mean, Photoshop's a beautiful thing. So you just you edit that, you edit that poop right out. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the crying, just you're like, wow, that's a loud human being. Um, so I worked there for a little bit and this is just one of those freak situations where they ran out of money because the money that they were getting, they were using in not a good way, i.e. paying their employees. They, they were not using it for that. And I, we didn't know that. Um, until kind of, because I had gotten a few paychecks, but they had always come in kind of late and I was, and it's kind of like pulling teeth, getting a paycheck from these people. But I'm like, well, Mm. they're small. It's not like they have an accounting, you know, accounts payable department or anything. It was, you know, one lady. So, but eventually like the paycheck stopped coming and I'm just like, I need money. You haven't paid me in months. And so it was just this whole awful rigmarole of me. I'm, you know, fresh out of college. I don't have a lot of work experience, but I'm literally like, if it came down to it, if I didn't get paid, I was going to have to get a family member who was a lawyer. I was going to have to have him help me sue for back pay because they just stopped paying me and wouldn't return my calls, wouldn't return my emails. They were evading me. And so that just made me very angry to be taken advantage of me and this, this other girl. Um, so that was, that was kind of hard to deal with. And I think honestly, I think that's kind of always stuck with me because after Mm. I, I eventually finally got that, that final paycheck. Um, but that always kind of stuck with me because after that I went through a pretty long season of unemployment and just cause I was, I was trying to move, um, from the DFW area to Austin and I just, it was just hard trying to, to move. And I didn't really have the experience in, in the areas that I was trying to get into. Cause I had kind of a, a you know, a liberal arts degree and some people, frown upon that. If you're trying to get into like marketing or stuff like that, Mm -hmm. if you don't have the degree, you'll, you'll pretty frequently get passed over. And especially if you don't have that address on your resume, which I had no idea. I'm three hours up 35. Like what's, if I'm saying I'm going to move, like why, why pass me over? But it, it doesn't matter. So eventually I just put my boyfriend's address on there and then you would start getting more calls because it's just, that's one of those, that's just one of those unfortunate things. And in the time that we live in, you have to take all of those steps. You have to basic, you have to feed it to the crawlers and feed it to all the bots that are reading the resume before it gets to the human. 
which yeah. is so it's so dumb so job sad. searching job searching in this day and age is so dumb <laughs> anyway <laughs> agreed so <laughs> i could go off on that but no it's fine <laughs> so um yeah so eventually um it was like four or five months after which isn't really that long but it seemed like a a very long time and I'm still living with my parents and I kind of felt like a failure and eventually I get this job and I moved to Austin and I so I was an intern first for the company that I'm at right now which is a corporate housing which most people don't know what it is so it's if you are a company and you um, are changing positions and you're moving so the company that you're at would call like a relocation company. And so that's someone like us who would not necessarily help you uh, like find a new house, but we would provide you a temporary apartment while you are searching for your new house in your new city. So we do like, was that your cat? No, that was probably my brother. (laughs) Sorry. I just, I heard like a noise and I was like, is that your cat? (laughs) Sorry. No, he's actually passed out right now, believe it or not. I think that was my brother because he made a sound. Oh, okay. (laughs) I wish it was my cat. What's your cat's name again? Well, I have two. This one that's in the room right now is Owen, and he's the more athletic one. And then we have Finley, (laughs) who is the big boy, and he's kind of the alpha male. (laughs) He's not quite as athletic. He's a little bit more struggly. Uh, He's got some issues <laughs> with balance. He's very cute. They're they're twins, so it's it's hard to tell them apart unless you're really close to them and you're like, okay, the faces are different and the builds are a little bit different. But if you're like somewhat far away, you cannot tell the difference between them. They look the same. Huh? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. They're brothers. Oh, yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm so sorry. That totally just oh. derailed my train. That's okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Um, housing, corporate housing. You explained what it was. Ah, uh, uh, thank you. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, yes, I was working as an intern there. And um, I'm still there now. I transitioned um, into a full-time role after Hurricane Harvey, which was, oh, that was wow. interesting. Um, yeah. So Hurricane Harvey hit just a couple of months after I started as an intern. <sighs> and we have uh, many properties that we use down in Houston and so many customers. And oh, wow. um, it, it affected Houston, obviously, very, very badly. Um, and so we had to help get all of our people out and help get them to safety because some of our properties were gone. Some of them were flooded. And then especially when they started releasing the, um, whatchamacallit, the, the levees or whatever. Not yeah. levees, but whatever um, you call them. Yeah. Draining the water essentially somehow, some way. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> whatever that's um, when called. They started, yes. When they started doing that, um, that affected a lot of our properties too. So we had to get our people out. So that was kind of the easy part. You know, you, you, um, we got them a hotel and, and we told them to, to 
leave most of their stuff and uh, just take their essentials. But after that was just, we had to go and um, kind of turn it over, turn it over the unit. So it's kind of like a hotel where mm. we would go and we'd turn over the units. Yeah. And um, so we would, we would go and we would see which ones were salvageable and um, other people who we couldn't get into a hotel because obviously the hotels were bursting at the seams. They were just yeah. full of people. So some people we couldn't get out, but we had to move them. So we were, it, it was almost like a, a great big puzzle. You're moving people around and it's, so there was a team of people that worked 24 hours a day, nonstop for like a week because wow. these people are, a lot of them are international people who are, who are doing a job down here or what have you. And they need help. Like they can't, they don't have family to go stay with. They can't yeah. just go somewhere else. Like we have to help them. Wow. So anyway, so I, myself and my boss, who was not much older than me, um, we went down just a few days after they kind of declared the city was like relatively okay. Um, it was, <laughs> Like the storm had subsided, but yeah. I mean, floodwaters were still pretty high. Like, so we were trying to, to go and help make these apartments relatively livable so that our new people could get moved in um, after they were transitioned out of their old place. Wow. So I have my phone and her cell phone in my hand and I have Waze on one phone, Google Maps on the other because neither were updated the same with road closures for flooding. So wow. I'm like, okay, let's take Westheimer. And there's a big sign that's like, Westheimer is closed right now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, so let's check ways. All right, let's go down this highway. Let's go down the Katy Tollway. Like, nope, that one's blocked off. Okay, so it was just, wow. it was the most ridiculous thing. And we didn't sleep. We didn't sleep for like two days because we had... We had like 50 people moving and it was me and her and two other women. We were the only boots on the ground that were able to be mobile. The other ones were in a completely separate area and they were completely surrounded by flood water. So wow. until until they were able to get evacuated and like get out, like they were safe. They were in yeah. um, they were in their homes, but they just couldn't leave that couldn't area. Leave. Mm -hmm. couldn't go to the because Houston's huge as you know yeah. it's ridiculous how big it's it is huge. so we were the only people on um, that side of the city that could be of assistance so it was her, me and her and two others and we were the only people that were um, trying to help these people move in and so there's just a lot of processes that work around that. Like we deal with the leasing offices and uh, we have to get the keys so that the guests don't have to worry about getting the keys and things like that. So anyway, wow. long story short, please crop that out if that was super boring. Um, no, it's it's actually really interesting. I didn't I didn't even realize, uh, you know, there's companies like this that are doing that. And that's really cool. Yeah, it's a very it's just a very niche industry. It's very strange. I've been in it almost two years, and I still don't understand it hardly at all. It's, it's just like timeshare so, for me. <laughs> yeah, it's just so nuanced that like you have to be in the industry twenty years to fully understand kind of everything that goes on. Um, hmm. 
but so that was that was an experience. So third month on the job, I have to be down in Houston right after a hurricane. And oh. like it's it's crazy. My boss is driving this crazy big truck thing that almost looks like it almost looks like a tank it's the biggest like um this biggest i don't even know what it was it it looked like i don't know just some gargantuan <laughs> tank it was oh some gosh. kind of some kind of i don't know whatever you call those yeah the really things. souped up the really souped up trucks that are kind of was it kind of like raised too yeah i mean it wasn't monster truck it was it was like a like a mom van on steroids like it was just a gigantic like an like an escalade that had another escalade attached to it i don't oh even know how to describe it i don't know what brand it was i took a picture wow. of it and you had to do like a panoramic photo to get it all in one or you'd have to stand back so far you were oh like gosh. in somebody's personal space <laughs> that's so funny I don't oh remember gosh. what kind yeah. it was. And you would need that. And that's perfect. It's like she knew. Right, right, right. And that and then all of the other cars at the airport that we were renting were taken because oh, wow. everybody everybody was abandoning their cars in the Houston area. A lot of them were underwater. So they didn't have a yeah. way to get around so that they would go to the airport and rent a car. So that was one of the last like big SUVs that were available and it was just ridiculous but we were able to put food and water and supplies and all the stuff that our guests needed because we didn't know how long they had been without a shower we didn't know how long they'd been without food or water uh, we weren't sure where they were coming from we just knew that they needed someplace dry and safe and like some food and some water to get them by until they could wow. get to the grocery store or whatever so what wow. we were able to pack a lot in that SUV and take yeah. it around. But oh so that was a ridiculous experience. <laughs> I so I was like, man, four years at Baylor, I never thought that I would be here in this yeah. moment right now. <laughs> wow. So that was funny. But anyway, so I transitioned uh from being an intern to full-time um I'm a marketing coordinator by title but that doesn't really mean anything I do lots of things everything yeah I do lots yeah. of things that are not marketing related um but I'm trying to transition the role into graphic design because I've been doing graphic design on the side, taking little classes online and just kind of derping around on my computer. And um, I actually really like graphic design. So it's Yay. more corporate branding. Yeah. Yeah. More corporate branding than I'm doing now. So if we go to like a trade show, I'll, I'll do graphics and print stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of print collateral. Yeah. Um, but it's been fun. But so, yeah, I'm kind of kind of looking to transition transition into something more graphic. -y. So, yeah, yeah, instead of corporate branding, because branding's OK, but you have to stick to their style guide and Ugh. whatever yeah. their, you know, typography is. And, you know, I love. I love Georgia font and Georgia font is a nice font. I've just seen Georgia font on pretty much everything for the past year and nine months that I've been with corporate housing. 
<laughs> and oh, I, I know their color codes by memory. It's very scary. They're branded navy blue. I spit out exactly <laughs> what the web color code is to you. And that just, I'm just like, I never really saw myself in this, in this role or I don't know. I never really saw my life going this way. But yeah, I, I think that's kind of the way of it. I mean, we, we all kind of have dreams and goals and aspirations and then kind of life has life goes a different way and it's different than how you expected it to be. 